The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo. Welcome back. It's time for Silver and Black Today. Yes, you're going to spend some time with two guys who really, really, really want you to subscribe to this podcast. That's right. Do us a favor if you don't already subscribe. We are an Odyssey original podcast covering the Raiders. You can do so wherever you get your audio. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you guys for being there. We love the YouTube crowd and the chat, which I am always involved in. Mo, I'm getting a lot of crap from people that you're not in there. And I keep trying to tell people with your duties that it's hard for you to jump in there because the show's on Tuesday, Thursdays, you have things going on those days where you can't always jump in the chat, but just understand that it would be like uh, you, it would be like, um, I don't know, Diddy or Kanye walking into a room. If you came into the chat, that's, that's how bad people want you in the chat. So, Come on, Scott. I'm, I'm not in that high demand. I mean, I'm just, I don't know. You got your I'm, own merchandise. I mean, holy just, moly. I'm just I'm just a dude with good Wi-Fi in Brooklyn, New York. That's all I am. <laughs> all right. Well, he uh, Mo Moten, by the way, uh, besides being known by his his more lovable his more lovable name, which is Midtown Mo, uh, you can get the merchandise from our friends at DC4L Custom Tees. All of the merchandise sold there, including our Irish Cannon, Aiden O'Connell. Even though people tell me I hate Aiden O'Connell, even though we came up with a nickname and a T-shirt for him. 
um, you can get there. And all the proceeds go to our good friends at Raiders Fan Radio and the One Nation Foundation, which uh, helped the Bolitnikoff Foundation, Raider Dad, and Josh Kamite out there in Las Vegas brings kids to games. So if you want to go buy a Midtown Mo shirt or a hoodie like he's wearing on the show today, if you're watching us, you can do that. There it is. Look at that. Mm. Now, Mo, I don't think you're a tattoo guy, but would you get that tattooed on your arm maybe? Or you're not a tattoo guy? I'm not a big tattoo guy, but if I were to get a tattoo, <laughs> I, I'd like, probably, yeah, I, I'd probably like get it on my like, in my upper uh, shoulder area, I guess you could say. Yeah, where even if you have a tank top on, necessarily people yeah. won't see it. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I've been told that I have I have good shoulders. Oh, uh, I've been told that. There you go. Lot so I that's why I, I you gotta you gotta emphasize the good parts of your of your of your appearance you know when you get a tattoo don't get a tattoo if you have skinny legs don't get a tattoo on your bony chicken legs you know that's... get a tattoo where people look and go okay nice spot nice body part get it there so I'll get it in my shoulder <laughs> oh boy we gotta be careful with talking about body parts now uh <laughs> but yeah and I'm not I'm not a tattoo guy either. I don't have anything against tattoos I'm just not a tattoo guy like I've never gotten one I almost got one in college on my ankle of hey reb which is the UNLV mascot so uh but I I relented I stopped at the last minute I was not inebriated enough to do that and I'm glad I did because I don't think I would have wanted to do it uh and I've not had the urge but for all of you that get tattoos uh, I understand it. it's a passion, whatever. But anyway, so if you get a Midtown Mo uh, tattoo, I don't know what to come up with something. Maybe give them some award. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, we're here to talk about Raiders football. Maybe get maybe if it's a woman, she gets a date with Mo, and then you. I mean, Mo, you dating girls? She's got a Midtown Mo tattoo. I mean, that shows commitment. You know what's funny though? Even though I don't have any tattoos, I mm -hmm. find tattoos on women attractive. Not, you, you know, just no, no tattoos on the face. No offense yeah. to anybody who has tattoos, face no. tattoos. I, I just not my thing. All yeah. power to you, but yeah, you know, not, nothing wrong with tattoos. Okay, so, so listen, anybody out there, any listeners or okay. viewers on YouTube, uh, if you are a woman, if you date a woman or uh, um, married to a woman, please take pictures of their tattoos uh tag mo and snb today <laughs> oh my goodness and show us what you got especially if they're raiders tattoos you know or saint john's tattoos right I, yeah, that's your I, alma mater i'm not trying to collect the tattoos of, of wives of our listeners that's not really <laughs> my thing but you know all power to you if that's what you want to do oh it reminds me of real quick side story and yes we will get into the raiders um, there was a, it, this was probably, oh my, it's probably about 10 years ago, eight years ago. Now there was on Twitter, there was an account, this guy in at the university of Kansas started a, a Twitter handle called KU boobs. I'm keeping it family friendly. I'm not, uh -oh. calling, but that's, that was the, and it was th these women, girls would send in pictures to this Twitter handle and they would post them on game day. And it was, uh. It was quite the viral sensation for a while. I'll just put it that way. Okay, enough of <laughs> weird stuff. We're going to get into Raider football now. And Mo, obviously, the story, until it's not a story, is going to be vacancies uh, with the Raiders. And that is at coach, head coach, and at GM. Let's talk about coaching interviews. There have been no reports of the Raiders talking to any head coaching candidates. 
Does not mean they haven't. It's just there's been no reports yet. Usually these things tend to get out, especially from agents who like to release that, hey, their guy is interviewing for a head coaching job. But that leaves the impression um, that the early reports that this is really a two-man race between if Jim Harbaugh, again, we don't know if Jim Harbaugh even wants to coach the Raiders, but between him and, of course, Antonio Pierce, who finished out the season strong for the Raiders at at the interim level. Uh, but the the bigger news has been Raiders coaches in demand. Even though there's not news on the head coaching front, the current staff, as we expected, right? We talked about it last show. They're garnering interest from other teams. Carmen Bursillo, the offensive line coach, interviewed with the Giants for the same position. So we talked about it last time, remember, that coaches don't just leave for steps up. They will leave often for uh, um, lateral, moves. lateral moves, depending on the situation and the coach. Uh, secondarily, Patrick Graham interviewed with the LA Chargers as a head coach. But I also would say that just like the Raiders interviewed Tom Telesco, the former GM of the Chargers, to me, that's a little bit of gamesmanship. I'm not poo-pooing Patrick Graham as a candidate. I'm just saying it's in the division. I'm sure the Chargers are doing the same thing the Raiders have. We did hear on Wednesday that Patrick Graham, this was from Ian Rappaport, quote, Patrick Graham received a request to interview for a defensive coordinator job, but was blocked by the Raiders. They will allow the new head coach and a decision on inherited staff members. So we see the Raiders saying, ah, if you're talking to Patrick Graham about a DC job, uh -uh, we're not going to let you. Um, what do you take from that and from these job interviews for Graham and for Brasillo? For Brasillo, as we talked about in the last show, um, probably he sees a better situation under Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka. Uh, he probably sees a better fit, maybe doesn't see a long-term future with the Raiders, what, whatever the case may be, his decision, right? Patrick Graham's situation is interesting because, as you mentioned, the Raiders blocked an interview request from the Chargers for a defensive coordinator job, but he will still the, the request for the head coaching position with the Chargers still stands. So again, as you said, it's probably just in-division gamesmanship where they just want to pick Patrick Graham's brain because they know the Chargers should know that there's a possibility that Patrick Graham remains with the Raiders, especially if the Raiders hire Antonio Pierce as their full-time head coach. So I understand why the Raiders blocked that interview request. It makes sense. It's smart. You don't want the uh, a division rival getting any type of insight on what you're doing, what you had done in the previous season. So I I, I totally get that. But I, I I honestly feel like Patrick Graham, and I, again, I'm not downplaying what Patrick Graham has done for the Raiders defense. The Raiders defense finished ninth in scoring. But I, I don't see Patrick Graham getting a head coaching job. One, because I think offensive-minded head coach is going to be more in demand. I think it's hard for a defensive coach to now get a job in the NFL. Pete Carroll was just moved or transitioned to a front office advisory role. He has a defensive background. You don't hear a lot about defensive guys being top case. Now, Mike Vrabel is probably the top guy. Mike McDonald also with the Baltimore Ravens, a top guy. But Mike Vrabel now has head coaching experience going to the playoffs, going to an AFC championship game. Mike McDonald has arguably the best defense in the league. So it takes that level of accomplishment for a defensive-minded head coach of Kennedy to get, you know, these interviews. So with Patrick Graham, while he's done a fine job with the Raiders, I think he's probably either A, going to stick around, especially if the Raiders hire Antonio Pierce, or B, if he, if the Raiders hire Jim Harbaugh or any other head coach, even Mike Vrabel, so to speak, yeah. who, who has a defensive background, then I could see Patrick Graham going somewhere else, finding a situation that best suits him and continuing to be 
a fine defensive coordinator. Yeah. And by the way, in segment two, we're going to talk, we're going to dispel some myths about coaching staffs and things that could happen with the Raiders. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But I want to touch on a little bit here too, because the one thing, yes, the Raiders, I understand fully and, and completely agree with the Raiders doing everything, no matter who the head coach is, trying to keep Patrick Graham. You have continuity. Obviously, his defense, it clicked, right? It clicked halfway through the season. Um, does, does Antonio Pierce get some credit for that? Of course he does, but also Patrick Graham should get the lion's share of it because he's the one who runs the defense, is doing the play calling, um, and, and Pierce is obviously was on his staff. The thing that people forget, though, is because things go well, remember, these coaches were brought in by Josh McDaniels. No matter what you think of Josh McDaniels and how it went, not all of them were really close to McDaniels, but that doesn't mean that this opportunity and where they're at now is where they want to be based on when they originally came to the Raiders. They came to work with Josh McDaniels under that regime with Dave Ziegler and all that. That's changed. That's not a slight on Pierce or anybody else or Champ Kelly, but it's changed. And so when you have a change in leadership, not everybody wants to stick around, even if they've been successful, even if they like Antonio Pierce. They may look at other opportunities. Carmen Brissell obviously was a Josh McDaniels guy from New England, the whole thing. So you understand that a little more, but we don't know what's in Patrick Graham's heart. We don't know if Patrick Graham wants to stick around. We don't know how Patrick Graham feels about being passed over for Antonio Pierce for the interim job. You don't know. So I would love to see him stay, but I, and, and I like the fact that the Raiders are not getting in his way if he interviews for a uh, head coaching job. Now, you can interview for a head coaching job with a team, and then they can come back and ask you um, to be the defensive coordinator, right? Now, Patrick Graham has a contract, but um, you know there's, there's all sorts of ways around that. So we'll see how that goes, but I think that this gamesmanship and 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 the the, the kind of naivety where you think that the coaches are just going to stay if Antonio Pierce is there. No, there's turnover on every staff every year, right, Mo? Right. And I, I just want to make a quick point that I think people are glossing over this, and it's Mark Davis's process in this. Now, remember, mm. while you have to wait until after the division round to have a in person interview with your head coaching candidates, that's across the board, whether the team, whether the coordinator is with a team in the playoffs or not to even the playing field you cannot have any in-person interviews until after the division around the playoffs right. you can have virtual interviews and you right. can also interview in-house so the Chargers have already interviewed Giff Smith their interim head coach for the head coaching position the Raiders have not done that with Antonio Pierce yet but that's not a reason to be you know uh worried that Antonio Pierce is not in the running for the head coaching candidacy I think the Raiders are doing it the right way where they're going to focus on the general manager first mm -hmm. because they, if you've read, if you kept up on the tracker, the Raiders have requested for general manager candidates to interview. So it's clear that they're putting the horse before the cart. They're going mm -hmm. through their general, they're going to go through their general manager candidates first. In my opinion, they're going to hire the general manager first, and then they're going to go start to go through their head coaching candidates. Right. And, and a lot of us, I think, jumped to the conclusion first. And I've since kind of changed my mind a little bit about this, which is, well, geez, you know, they, they interview Ed Dodds, has a connection to Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, Ed Dodds was with the Raiders before. Remember, at the same time, Jim Harbaugh was there as a coach. Mm -hmm. That's where that goes back to. And so if it's Ed Dodds, then, well, that must mean Jim Harbaugh. Not necessarily. If it's Champ Kelly, well, does that mean that most likely Antonio Pierce is going to be the coach? I think there's a better chance of that being true. Yes. But we just don't know. You, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going on with Mark Davis. And 
as as frustrating as it can be not to have answers yet, because I think Raider Nation Mo wants to just kind of know what's going on. Mark Davis, remember, he made up his mind before the season ended last year that he was going to go get, or two years ago, that he was going to go get Josh McDaniels. Like he, and he admitted this. He said, this time, I'm going to give it time and think. So the fact that he is living up to that thus far is very important. That means he's he's thinking about it. He's talking to folks, whoever his advisors are. And the fact that he's taking time to look for a GM and look for a coach, I think bodes well, because then you're not making a snap decision uh, and and it also plays into to your point about not being able to really talk to anybody in person anyway until after the divisional round, exactly. um, and that's great. And then of course, like you said yesterday, Seattle opens up. Nobody thought that job was going to be open up. Vrabel gets fired this week. Nobody thought that was necessarily going to happen, and we knew there was a possibility. There's a lot of great jobs out there. There's a lot of opportunity for coaches. So the Raiders, uh, if the Raiders are really just focused on two people, then it makes it a little easier for them. But those two people, you don't know either. Uh, there might be opportunities. I mean, if it goes on too long, Antonio Pierce might get an offer for to be a defensive coordinator somewhere and, and have an opportunity to go that place. It could be in in Detroit. It could be wherever, wherever you're going to go. So uh, it'll be interesting. You mentioned the GM search. And I want to run through that real quick before we end the segment. Ed Dodds, of course, we talked about Colts, ties to Jim Harbaugh and the Raider organization. So he's been a Raider in the past. Tom Telesco, much more. And you brought up, uh, uh, on Twitter the other day about he's a good judge of talent. The Chargers have never been able to take that talent and do anything with it, but from a pure judge of talent, good thing, but also he's in the division, so there's gamesmanship there. They've also talked to 49ers assistant GM Adam Peters. Everybody in the 49ers organization is hot right now because of how they've been. And then meanwhile, Champ Kelly has been given permission to talk to the Carolina Panthers. So there's other interest in Champ Kelly, which we knew was going to happen. He's interviewed for GM jobs the last three years. Uh, and so so you can't think, too, that Champ Kelly, although the, the conversation has been he wants to stay in Las Vegas, he's got kids, he's got a family, um, he might have another opportunity to go somewhere that's greater for him. So uh, the GM job being first... I, I wouldn't read too much into it about the selection of the coach. It could it could go Ed Dodds could be the GM and they could they could hire Antonio Pierce. Doesn't mean Jim Harbaugh's coming, uh, but certainly I think that this whole process is going about it the right way. Yeah, and two names to add to that uh, the candidates list for GMs for the GM position: Terrence Gray, who's a personnel mm. director with with the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, obviously, they've won the. AFC West title for how many years now? So, of course, their executives are going to be on the hot ticket. Also, uh, Trey Brown, who's a senior personnel director or executive with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. Uh, ever since Joe Burrows got there, that Bengals team has been pretty good. Now, Joe Burrow got hurt this year, so they fizzled out. Still finished 9-8 and eight with Jake Browning, which is commendable considering a lot of people didn't expect much from Jake Browning. But, obviously, there's some respect for the Bengals uh, scouting team over there. But I will say this, too. The other thing to note about this process the Raiders are going through with their general manager candidates is, remember we talked about this, Scott? You don't want to have your general manager and your head coach necessarily be buddy-buddy because that's, in my opinion, that's what hurt the Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels dynamic. Reportedly, one guy had just way more power than the other, and the other guy may have been hesitant to exercise his power in in that relationship. So... I support having a general manager who's not necessarily good friends or or, or, or seriously connected with his head coach because you want to have a healthy respect between the two 
between the two positions, your general manager, yeah. your head coach, and have and be able for both persons, both individuals to come in there and have their opinions heard. Maybe sometimes your your head coach may have a better idea at a certain position than your general manager. Sometimes your general manager has a better idea than your head coach because, as I said, the general manager is supposed to have a long-term vision of what the roster should be. You want to be able to not only be successful for a year but su- sustain that success. Mm-hmm. The head coach usually has a short-term vision of what he wants. I need this guy right now. I need this position filled right now. I need this player right now. Yes. And the general manager has to be able to push back and say, well, what is that player going to cost? Yeah. Well, over time, what is that contract going to look like? What about the draft? Can we, maybe we could do something at the draft versus paying a plan for agency. So you want to have that healthy back and forth. So I think it's important to have that separation between general manager and head coach. Not that one is necessarily above the other, but that they're on equal playing field when it comes to making roster personnel decisions. Right. And I think, you know, you, you saw the situation. I mean, the Bill Belichick situation where he's been the GM and coach for 20 years um, mm-hmm. is unusual today. You have coaches who have more influence over over personnel there's a big difference because i think this has come up in the harbaugh discussion and we'll kind of talk about that when we talk about myths in the next segment and that is that well if harbaugh comes in he has to pick the gm no and i don't think there's any any thought that he wants that what he does want or what a veteran coach like a Vrabel, somebody like that what they're going to want is to know that the gm whoever it is that they have a good working relationship so that's the other advantage to hiring the gm first mo is if it's harbaugh if it's pierce whoever it is is you get the GM in there and then who the, the candidates you do interview as coach, you bring them in to meet the GM and and is there a connection there? Is there a good work? And again, these guys don't have to be best friends. They're not going to go out uh, yachting together. It, it, <laughs> it has to be a good working. I mean, we all have that in business, right? Mo? We all have people we work with. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be best friends with them. But it does mean that you have a good working relationship. You have to have a good working relationship where there's give and take. Hey, I want this player, GM. Okay, coach, I hear you on that. But listen to me from a long-term perspective. If we go that direction, then we're going to be doing, we're going to be cutting off our opportunity to go strengthen the offensive line because you want this position. We can do that, but you understand the trade-off. That's the kind of thing you need. You don't need somebody who's just going to come in, unfortunately, good man and all, like Mike Mayock, where John Gruden just says, hey, you got to do this. Like, that's not that's not what you want. And I think that's what you're alluding to is it's better that they're separate, good working relationship, but not fraternity brothers, i.e. McDaniels and Ziegler. Right. Your head coach is always going to have a powerful influence because he is running the roster. So, of course, he's going to have significant input. But you want your general manager to be able to push back on him on certain moments because the general manager is responsible for for the most part for putting together the draft class the team that's yes. long-term view so you have to have that balance of power we talk about yeah. checks and balances in the government right yeah. same kind of deal similar kind of deal yeah. where you want to have those checks and balances between the two powerful positions and he also has to or she has to manage the cap with the capologist usually have an attorney who don't, man, handles all the contracts that's mm-hmm. important too these days yes there's ways around it and all that stuff but you have to watch the resources so they are the ceo of the entire football operation with the coach running the football side of things on the field so you come to the ceo and say hey ceo i need this asset that asset and this asset to be able to put a more competitive team on the field and then the ceo i.e the gm looks at it and says okay i can give you this i can give you that these other positions we're going to have to go through the draft because we just don't have money to go spend to spend on a uh, top level free agent defensive end, 
right? So we have to be able to do that. So that's where the relationship matters. And I think absolutely right and dead on with that, Mo. So good stuff. Okay. We are going to step aside for our first break. When we come back, the smartest man in the room, Mo Moten, is going to help us dispel some rumors, not rumors, I shouldn't say it, myths about what might happen with the Raiders, depending who the coach is. People are making statements, well, if this happens, then that happens. It's not so, folks. We're going to go through some of those common ones and give you our view on them and hopefully give you some some fodder to think about. Even if you don't agree with all of them, that's cool. You can leave it in the comments and let us know. But we're going to get into that next on segment number two. This is Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Also heard on the radio in Las Vegas on The Bet. Don't go anywhere. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling meeting new friends or just even to master a new skill but it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes that's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back. Silver and Black today. We are here to give you truth. That's right. Not arguments for the sake of arguments or ridiculousness. No, we're here to talk about Las Vegas Raiders football and to dispel some myths in this segment here on our Odyssey original podcast. Also heard on the radio in Las Vegas on The Bet. So if you're listening to us on the radio in Las Vegas, hope you're doing well in the Mojave Desert. All right. We're back. We're talking Raiders football. Do us a favor. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio. And hello to the YouTube audience again. All right, Mo. I want to put some of these things. Or I, you know, I get in these conversations and, and look, we say it all the time here. I love interacting with our listeners and Raider fans out there. I get some people who say, why do you interact with these people? You know, you're a professional. No, no. It, that's what it's about. That's our listeners. The fans are the people who make this thing go, not only for us, but any of the content creators, right? So I like to mix it up with them. Sometimes I choose the wrong ones to interact with because sometimes there's, I don't know what's going on on the other end. Uh, It's kind of strange. So, but overall though, some of the discussion, honest discussion around the Raiders coaching search and what's going on, uh, not only does it get hyperbolic in the atmosphere, much like the whole car wars situation, but also people, you know, because... Again, it's our job to know a little more than than the average fan because we cover sports across the board. We cover football across the board. And so when people start throwing out, you know, positives and negatives about coaching candidates, I find that so many of them are half-truths or they're based on some sort of opinion that might be valid or might not be valid. And so I wanted to go through some of those and, and get your response to them because these are some of the the, the, the the responses I'm getting and we see here on the YouTube channel as well, which is um, uh, first I'll start with around Antonio Pierce is this idea. So we know how much the locker room cares for, appreciates and played hard for, there's no questioning that, for Antonio Pierce when he took over as coach. So I he see a lot of fans, if Pierce doesn't get the job, the locker room will revolt. They won't be listened to again, just like they weren't listened to with Rich Bisaccia, even though those situations are very different. Mo, when you hear that, what do you think? That it's so far from the truth simply for the simple fact that NFL player is not going to all of a sudden light a fire to his career and quit because he didn't get the right head coach for, for the team going forward. These players put so many years into their careers. They play through injuries. They got families to feed. You think they're going to stop playing or play or play at a less than a, above of their highest potential because they didn't get the head coach they wanted? This is not daycare. You don't throw temper <laughs> tantrums when you don't get what you want. These are professional grown men. Mm. And I told someone on the X and I said, Someone asked me an honest question. How do I think the Raiders will respond if they don't hire Antonio Pierce? And I said to the person, they'll respond the same way they responded after the Raiders didn't hire Rich Passaccia. They'll be disappointed. They'll be angry. They'll probably be pissed off about it. But at the end of the day, they still have a job to do. They still have a Mm -hmm. career to continue. They still have a family to feed, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And they want to make some money and win football games. Yeah, they'll be upset. But they're going to have to move on if the Raiders don't hire Antonio Pierce. So, yeah, they'll be upset. But I, calling for a locker room of revolt or mutiny, riot, whatever you want to call it, it's not going to happen. Right. And it's interesting, too, because clearly, I think I think when when folks hear about 
Well, he's so good and he brought the locker room together. All things that Antonio Pierce did and deserves all the credit for, right? He, he brought everybody together, kind of unified the team after the Josh McDaniels disaster. Uh, but, but when you think of, oh, the locker room this, the locker room that, listen, it, it, it's important, but you can't, again, does, do players, does a veteran player like Devontae Adams or Max Crosby, do, does their, does their opinion hold more impact with the owner, with the GM or that is? Absolutely. They want to listen to them. Just like when I was in the corporate world and they were hiring somebody that was going to manage me like a VP. Okay. At the time. And I'm a director. They let me interview the VP, but guess what? They, I give them my feedback. I like this. I didn't like that. I like this. Could you work with them? Yes, I could work with them or, well, I could work with them, but I think this would be difficult. Um, and then they say, okay, thank you for your feedback. And then they make their decision, right? It's an informed decision. You don't decide. So, so there's no team in the world, in my view. Yes, it certainly helps the candidate and their candidacy if you're well-liked and the locker room is playing hard for you and appreciates you and wants you. But that's not the only factor. So it, to your point, this these guys want to win. Yes, they would be disappointed. And it also, just like Devontae Adams said last year, it also, what's the plan? Now, if you go out and you hired some retread that was not great, like Josh McDaniels, then I could see the players being like, oh, man, so you didn't keep Pierce, but you brought in this guy. Now, you bring in a guy like Jim Harbaugh or Mike Vrabel, somebody like that, the disappointment, I think, quickly turns to, What's the opportunity here? Because these guys are pros. And at the end of the day, like you hear from Max Crosby, Mo, they just want to freaking win. Okay? So whoever's going to get us there faster, I don't care if they're a freaking purple people eater machine. I don't care if they're a freaking alien. It doesn't matter. As long as they can get on board, they let them be who they are. I think that's the important piece that you learn from Antonio Pierce that is a throwback to the old Raider Al Davis days, which is let guys be who they are. And I think as long as you have a coach who understands that from a talent perspective, from a locker room perspective, I don't think you lose anything. You know the fastest way to get players to buy in after you move in, move on from a beloved head coach? You win football games. Yes. Because let me tell you, <laughs> if they move on from Antonio Pierce and they hire, I'll just throw a name out there, and they hire Mike Rabel, right? Right. Players would be upset that they moved on from Antonio Pierce, but guess what? The Raiders start the season 6-0. and Do you think they're like, oh, we're 6-0, and but man, I wish we had... Antonio Pierce here. I, I think I'm gonna quit, even though we're six and I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm not gonna play football anymore. I'm just gonna quit. <laughs> I'm not gonna play to my best ability. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna dog it for the rest of the season. We're six and oh, but I want Antonio Pierce back. Yeah, not gonna happen. And nope. by the way, I, I'm old enough to remember when the Raiders were gonna revolt or have a mutiny or a riot if they didn't hire Rich Passaccia. That didn't happen. I'm yeah, old enough it, to remember, really, really quick, Scott, I'm yeah. old enough to remember when Devontae Adams was supposed to throw a temper tantrum because the Raiders moved on from Derek Carr. That mm -hmm. didn't happen. I think people are just agents of chaos where they just want to see <laughs> chaos. Because every time it's something happens, people, it's say, an well, emotional. people are going to quit and this guy's going to ask yeah. to be out. This I, this guy's going to ask to be traded. It, it hasn't happened. Right. right. And and I think you look at it too. You go back. I had one Raider fan, longtime Raider fan, reach out to me and say, hey, he said, do you remember, and I, and I don't because I didn't cover the team then, but he said, do you remember when the fans were going nuts and demanded that the Raiders hire Hugh Jackson? It was the same kind of thing, right? Hugh Jack and then Hugh Jackson was not successful with the Raiders, right? I'm not saying Antonio Pierce can't be successful because I think he can. But I'm just saying 
the idea that you hire a coach because all the fan base and because the players want them to is not based in reality. It's a factor, no question, but it's not based in reality. All right, Mo, the other thing is if Pierce gets the job, then the staff will stay together and you can just continue to build. Um, as we said in the first segment, there's coaches like Brasillo and Graham already interviewing other spots. Doesn't mean they will leave, but they're going to have all, a lot of these coaches, especially on the defensive side of the ball who did well, they're going to have opportunities to go elsewhere. So if Antonio Pierce is the head coach, there's no guarantee other guys stay. You're right about that. Other, I believe other assistants are already getting requests. So it, it, now you would hope that Antonio Pierce can at least retain Patrick Graham. And I think there's a high chance that if Antonio Pierce stays, that Patrick Graham stays. High chance, not a lot. High chance. High, high chance that it could happen, but it's not a, it's not a guarantee that everyone stays together. Antonio Pierce, remember, he if he becomes the head coach, he would have inherited the staff that Josh McDaniels put together. So there may be certain guys that Josh McDaniels like that Antonio Pierce necessarily doesn't want to hold those positions in the upcoming season and beyond. So there will probably, I, I'll say there will be changes if Antonio Pierce is hired full time, simply because this isn't the staff that he put together. Remember, this is Josh McDaniel's staff. Antonio Pierce was just part of that staff. Right. Yeah. I no, I agree. And and that's the thing too. It's like there's there's no guarantees in life. And and so just because he stays and he's hired as the permanent coach doesn't mean that they all stay together. In fact, even when teams, especially when teams win, as you'll see this year with the Lions, the 49ers, more people will peel off. It's a testament to the coaching staff that when they do that, like you've seen with the 49ers, with Mike McDaniel, with uh, Sully, even though he hasn't had a great success in New York as of now, you'll see, though, those guys are in demand, and then they just backfill because they have good connections and they're able to do that. All right, next one. If Harbaugh gets the job, let's say Jim Harbaugh gets the job, and this could go for anybody, Mike Vrabel, whatever, um, then it's going to be another two- to three-year rebuild. Why do people think that because you switch coaches – now, again, Antonio Pierce, to his credit, had, had nice success at the end of the year, especially with the defense. Even if Patrick Graham and Antonio Pierce leave, now, if you switch, if you went to a different defensive scheme and you don't have the right bodies there, I understand the system change. That can, that can really muck things up because players are used to something. But if you don't, you bring in a coach, similar philosophies, on defense, realizes what he has on defense and wants to win. Because guess what? I don't care what coach it is, Mo. The pressure to win right away in the NFL is heavy. Okay? So nobody wants to come in uh, to a team that won eight games and say, well, we need three years. No, no, no. You're eight games. You're, you were basically two and a half, based on tiebreakers, two and a half games away from making the playoffs. Okay? Mm -hmm. You don't tear that down, and because the coaching change happens, doesn't mean that you can't continue that success. Absolutely, and, and I just want to point out that for the people that are saying that if Harbaugh comes, it's going to be a 2-3 rebuild, check Harbaugh's track record, <laughs> right? He's turned Everywhere he's been, he's either elevated or turned around that team within two years. And I think every at every stop, he's turned around within one year. The only exception is Stanford. It took him two years to lead Stanford to a winning record. But he hasn't had a losing season since like 2008. So yeah. for the people that say, oh, it's going to be an arduous rebuild, not necessarily true if you look at Harbaugh's track record. The other thing about uh, starting over with new head coaches, the Miami Dolphins hired Mike McDaniel last year, right? He brought him to the playoffs in his first season in Miami. That wasn't a long rebuild. The yeah. Texans 
hired D'Amico Ryans and have a rookie quarterback. Took them one year to turn it around and make the playoffs. And this is a franchise, by the way, the Houston Texans were a dumpster fire last year. They were a laughing stock. They were Absolutely. firing head coaches left and right. They went through two guys, an interim and a yep. one-year guy, and they said, okay, the Texans aren't – I remember reading the Texans aren't an appealing job because they're firing head coaches at a higher rate. They have a high turnover rate. D'Amico Ryans comes in there. They draft C.J. Stroud. Lo and behold, they're in the playoffs. Not only in the playoffs, they won the division. A home they game. Won, they won a division. They have a home game. They're hosting the Cleveland Browns this weekend. So I don't want to hear about, oh, it's going to be, it's it's definitely going to be a long <laughs> rebuild because we've seen other teams turn around within one year. I'm in New York. Yes. Brian Dayball comes here his first year, takes the Giants to the playoffs with Daniel Jones. So I, if, if you have the right head coach and you nail the quarterback position, which the Raiders do have to do, you can get back to the playoffs within one year, even with a new head coach. Correct. And, and you look at, uh, and again, I know people, oh, you're a shill. You want Harbaugh. And I think Harbaugh would be the best choice for the Raiders because of where they're at. So I'm um, full disclosure that I don't know if Harbaugh wants to coach the Raiders. I'm just saying if he's available to them, that should be their number one choice. I had people tell me, well, he almost got fired at Michigan. He didn't get almost fired at Michigan. When he got to Michigan in 2015, in 2014, Michigan was five and seven the year before. He gets there, they go 10 and three the next year, Mo. 10 and three. His worst year at Michigan was 2017 when he went eight and five. And there was some blowback in 2017. They had some issues there. Then they go 10 and three, nine and four. Then they go two and four with the COVID year because they only played six games. Then 12 and two, 13 and one and 15 and 0. Like, I, look, if you want Antonio Pierce for the reasons you want him and you don't want anything to do with Jim Harbaugh, again, make the argument but don't 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 say he's not successful and he doesn't turn teams around because he does, and I think that's important. And you, oh, the Raiders don't need turning around. Well, they do on offense, that's for sure. And overall, the Raiders need turning around, which is the entire culture around the football team and winning. It's just it hasn't happened. So there you go. So I just want to say one thing before people I know because I know people in the chat or people hearing this will say, you know, about what I said about Harbaugh not having a losing season. He hasn't had a losing full-time season since 2008 with Stanford. You mentioned the COVID right. year at Michigan. That was right. an incomplete year. A lot of the college teams didn't even, didn't even, none of the college teams, I believe, played a full schedule. Right. So I'm not counting that year, but when it comes to full seasons, Harbaugh hasn't had a losing season since 2008 with Stanford. Just want to Yeah, and then, but, but you know when people are really getting to empty space with their argument when they're like, well, yeah, but he never beat Ohio State until the last three years. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, th that's a rivalry in college football. I get that. But I think a national championship sort of kind of negates all of that. And not, not only that, but the fact that he beat him the last three years in a row. So, you, you again, if you don't like Harbaugh for whatever reason, come up with a reason, though. And I think that's why it's hard because there's not big reason. Cheating. Okay, fine. You want to talk about that? That's a, that's a fair point. If indeed he did cheat and it's proven, great. Then you can say, well, what does that say about his character? There are other coaches, including Antonio Pierce, who were involved in scandals like that, too. Not quite to the same level as Michigan with video and all that, but his was more recruiting. So nobody's perfect is what I'm getting to. Pierce isn't perfect. Harbaugh's not perfect. Vrabel's not perfect. But make sure whatever coach you're in favor of and you want to talk about it, just know the facts. That's why we're trying to dispel some of these, these myths. And full uh, disclosure really quick, Scott. Jim Harbaugh, I, I don't know if people know this listening to this program, but Jim Harbaugh is my top choice for the Raiders. Antonio Pierce is my second choice. I've, yeah, I've, I've been consistent. We both said that. We I've been consistent that. with this saying that if Jim Harbaugh says no, 
Antonio yeah. Pierce is the choice. Correct. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, our, uh, next one, we got time for one more, and then we got to get to our, our mailbag for the week, uh, which is uh, all Antonio Pierce needs to do is great get a great offensive coordinator. And again, this goes back to discussion we had last show, too, about coaching networks. Um, now, a good GM might be able to help with that. But again, will a top flight offensive coordinator who doesn't know Antonio Pierce take a risk? Because listen, if you're a guy and you're trying to move up the ladder, you want to be an OC and then you want to become a head coach eventually. Do you want to hook your trailer to a guy who doesn't have experience as a coordinator or as a head coach? Now, they could meet, hit it off and boom, they're in. That's fine. It can happen. Not saying it couldn't happen, but... That's part of the risk here, isn't it, not Mo? It's part of the risk, but I, I can also see it both ways. If you're an offensive coordinator and you're thinking about taking the Raiders job laterally, or if let's say you're a quarterback's coach or a position coach, mm -hmm. and you're looking at the Raiders OC job under Antonio Pierce specifically, it could be appealing in the sense that you know that Antonio Pierce is not going to meddle in what you want to do. So the yeah. problem with having an offensive minded head coach, if you're an OC or an upcoming OC, is that people may give that credit to the head coach. Remember Eric Bieniemy in Kansas City? People were giving all the credit to Andy Reid because he's the more known offensive mind. Now, if you're an OC who wants more of the credit, then you would prefer a situation where your head coach is not an offensive play call because then when the offense, if the offense is successful, you will definitely get those head coaching interviews and requests. I think Bobby Sloak is a good example in Houston. Yeah. D'Amico Ryan has a defensive background, so all the offensive credit goes to Bobby Slowick. Yeah, very true. Very true. And it's it's interesting, though, too. I think a lot of folks, too, ask me in closing here, um, hey, well, if if Harbaugh gets a job, maybe he'll keep Antonio Pierce. Maybe, And if Graham leaves, maybe Antonio Pierce can be the, the D.C., while that would be awesome for everybody, especially fans, uh, I don't think it happens. I think you look at situations going back to the 80s where you had Mike Ditka and Buddy Ryan, you know, who who had experience. And there's a level where you want guys to be. And I don't look, if I'm Antonio Pierce, if the Raiders don't hire me as the head coach, I'm not sure I want to stick around. I, I, as much as he loves the players and he loves the Raiders and all that stuff, if he's got an opportunity laterally to go somewhere else or to become a DC somewhere else, um, uh, he might do that too. So it, it's going to be all fluid, Mo, until we we get some answers here around the interview processes and see who actually is up for the Raiders job. But we want to just have a discussion on some of those things too. So we'll see what uh, what folks have to say in the chat. All right, we're going to step aside for our final break. When we come back, we'll close out the show with our mailbag. We got some great voicemails. And we will get to those here on Silver and Black today and Odyssey Original Podcast, also heard on The Bet in Las Vegas. Don't go anywhere. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hello, T-E-N-D.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. 
Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. Silver and Black today. We are in the home stretch on this edition of the show. Mo Moten, Scott Golbranson with you. Mo is the senior NFL writer at Bleacher Report covering the league. He also writes about the Raiders. He's a Raiders columnist up on sportsnot.com. Follow him on x.com at Mo Moten, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. You can follow me at LV Gully, where I also write about the Raiders and other stuff up on sportsnot.com. Com. So thank you guys for being with us. All right, we're going to get into our uh, mailbag. So we during the season, we tend to do, and I know we got a little bit off track towards the end of last or this past season uh, with our mailbag show separately. But now in the offseason, we combine it with our, our second show of the week. And if you want to be a part of it, you can always email us at mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Or you can call us and leave us a voicemail at area code 702-900, that's 702-900-7869. All right, we're going to get into these calls, Mo. You ready? We got first up, we have Anders, excuse me, Mark from Massachusetts. Mark from Massachusetts, here we go. Hi, this is uh, Mark from Massachusetts. And I was just wondering, <clears throat> with all the talk of uh, who's going to be the head coach, and Antonio Pierce rising from linebacker coach to becoming uh, interim head coach. Why isn't there the possibility of him becoming an assistant coach? It's still an upgrade over being a linebacker coach. You can gain experience. I don't understand why it has to be a black and white situation of he either gets the job or he doesn't. I was confused a few years ago when they had that with the other interim head coach that it was just like an all or nothing he has to become a head coach or he's gone. Uh, I was just wondering if you could possibly explain that. Anyways, uh, thank you. Love the show. And uh, yeah, thanks. All right. There we go. A new caller, Mark from Massachusetts. Proving once again that Raider Nation is not only nationwide, but worldwide. Uh, and it's a good question. We talked a little bit about it in the last segment, Mo, but I listen, I understand it. People kind of, you, know, you want the best of both worlds. You like the energy and the job that Antonio Pierce has done with the Raiders. But if he doesn't get the job and let's say it's a Jim Harbaugh or somebody else, um, you'd like to keep him around because you like him so dang much. But that all depends on the coach, right? Because Again, sort of like a political office, and I know it's weird to compare these two, but with a political office uh, or a public position, let's say you work in a city or a government, uh, uh, most people tend to bring in their own staffs. Doesn't mean that there aren't holdovers, because there are, uh, and maybe that's the case with Antonio Pierce, but with his image and what he's done and what he's kind of 
uh, expressed. I'm not sure it can happen. Doesn't mean it won't. But what do you think of 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 Mark's call there and his question? Mark's in enemy territory over there. He's in Massachusetts <laughs> over there by the by the Patriot Way. But uh, yes. I wonder how that goes for Mark. But um, we talked about this um, few actually a couple of weeks ago because a lot of people brought this up. Why not keep Antonio Pierce on as an associate or assistant head coach, whatever the title may be? And I, I think that's the ideal situation if he's not going to be the head coach for a lot of Raider fans. But I've been asked this question a lot, and I and I will say to Mark what I said to people on the X Twitter is that decision comes down to two men. Only two men can answer that question. First of all, whoever is the head coach has to want Antonio Pierce on the staff. And a lot of people say, well, why wouldn't he want Antonio Pierce on the staff? Look what Antonio Pierce has done. As you said, sometimes when head coach not sometimes, but a lot of times when head coaches come in, they want their own guys. And Antonio Pierce may not be in that head coach's circle. That's just the politics of it. Mm -hmm. The other part of it is, does Antonio Pierce want to be a part of that head coach's staff, or does he want to chase other opportunities? On Wednesday, the Titans requested to speak with Antonio Pierce for their head coaching job. Uh, Mm -hmm. He may get other defensive coordinator opportunities somewhere else. He may say, I want to be a defensive coordinator somewhere else versus being an associate head coach with the Raiders under a new staff. It's all up to Antonio Pierce and the head coach. They have to make that decision. It's not something where... Okay, the the fans want it, so Antonio Pierce is definitely going to do it. He has to do what's best for him and his career. Yeah, and that's that's what people I think forget because they like somebody and they want him to stick around. But yeah, of course, Antonio Pierce has a life. He's got a family. He's got you know he's got his thing, and so he's got to do what's best for him. So we appreciate that, Mark. Thank you for the call. Next, we go to a longtime listener who writes us quite a bit and now left us a voicemail. It's Anders, our good man. Here he goes. Hi, guys. Uh, this is Anders from Oakland. I've called before and uh, really encouraged by uh, the last nine games of the season. A couple of downfalls, but that's okay. I have a question to be if you guys think this can be sort of fixed with um, Aiden. He is obviously uh, a little slow at times, <laughs> but when you see his two-minute drills, the, run, the, you know, the two-minute run against Indy, the two-minute run at the end of the first half, it seems to me that when he analyzes less um, and just goes for it and speeds things up, things seem to go a lot better. Um, I'm not running the play clock down to two seconds and taking forever to get off the first read. And even when he throws to the first read, he sometimes takes too long. And he's just it's just paralysis almost. Do you think that's something that he can work on um, and get better at and move a little bit faster? You know, forget the mo. Ability, uh, but just being able to <laughs> process a little bit quicker and get through his reads and not throw behind guys as a result of being a little bit slow at times. Just curious to hear your thoughts because I think if he can improve that, um, he has stands a pretty decent chance. I think of of, of uh, making you know an impact again next year. Curious to hear your thoughts. Thanks, Anders. Thank you so much for your call from Oakland. We appreciate you always. You're always there and always have great stuff. And, and listen, he brings up a lot of points. I'm, I got a lot of people telling me, Mo, that that Aiden O'Connell has to be the starter next year. No, but to Anders' point, I think that the upsides with Aiden O'Connell are clearly there. And I think he focused on one of the things that he's got to work on. The mobility thing is a different, different animal to talk about. But when you talk about decision-making, quick releasing the ball quicker because a lot of the times he got sacked 
He could make up for the mobility by getting rid of the ball faster. There's no question. We also saw him throw behind receivers because he doesn't release the ball fast enough. Those are all things with the right coaching he can get much better at. No question. And I would expect him to. He's a smart kid. He makes good decisions usually. But that is one of the glaring, besides the mobility, to me, that is the other glaring issue that he's really got to tackle in the offseason going into camp next year. In my opinion, to answer on this question, there are two things that can help Aiden O'Connell in that sense when it comes to processing the defense and making quick decisions. And we talked about this before. One, I think the Raiders should continue or use more motion. Whoever is the offensive yes. play caller, use more motion because that helps define a lot of the targets, a lot of the reads for the quarterback. Helps pre predetermine certain things. That the quarterback locks on a receiver, but it gets guys out in open space or gets some matchups that you know are gonna you're gonna see downfield and you can go to that matchup. But Devontae Adams one on one with the safety or whatever the case may be. The other thing is with natural experience, more playing time usually comes improvement for even average quarterbacks. So mm -hmm. the more Aiden O'Connell sees, the more games that he plays. He'll be able to process things a lot faster and make quicker decisions. I think you saw that in the Vikings game where I think Brian Flores is known for blitzing. And what Brian Flores did in that game is he dropped a lot of guys in coverage and it may have yes. confused or of course Aiden O'Connell to hold the ball a little bit longer because he's trying to process what he's seeing because he's expecting blitz, blitz, blitz. And he's seeing eight man in coverage. He said he's seeing yeah. seven men in coverage. So that part of it is the more he sees, the better he'll get at knowing what to do when things change up on him and make quicker decisions. No question. And and that's the thing. Listen, I, I it, we, we, we've always been very complimentary of Aiden O'Connell. That's not our job. Our job isn't to make guys look good, but we've been, we, we believe, and I've, I've said this on the record that I believe that he can be, he can be the number two quarterback there. It doesn't mean that at times he might not be the starter because of injury or whatever, and he can win games for you. I, have, I mean, he shows that he showed that he can win games. He shows to me, Mo, that he belongs in the NFL and that you develop him, right? You got him for five years, okay, at a very cheap rate. So, so develop him <clears throat> and, and make sure you, uh, when you have to turn to him, he's ready to go. And I think that this year was so valuable for him to be able to do that for all the reasons you said and just getting that experience. So I, I look at Aiden O'Connell and I know people throwing stats at me. Well, his stats were better than Bryce Young. Okay, but you're the same people who were telling me that you can't just look at Derek Carr for stats. He didn't win games, right? So, so stats are great. And he certainly, Aiden O'Connell, I think for what he was given and for where he was at, did a fine job. Um, it's just overall, the Raiders still need a more dynamic quarterback to become a championship team. I think that's pretty simple and straightforward. Here's my, quickly, here's my problem with comparing stats between quarterbacks in, on different teams. Okay, so if you put Aiden O'Connell on that Carolina Panthers offense, what would his stats look like? Because that's what you <laughs> should be comparing. Right. Because let's remember, Bryce Young doesn't, his best wide receiver, again, was 33, 34-year-old Adam Thielen. He didn't have yeah. Devontae Adams. Right. He didn't have Josh Jacobs behind him. He didn't have a decent, he didn't have a decent offensive line this year. So right. I, I'm, I'm wary of people comparing stats between quarterbacks in different offenses. But I will say, I'm not taking anything away from Aiden O'Connell. Two things no. can be true. Aiden O'Connell has shown that he can develop. He has mm -hmm. shown that he can bounce back off of bad performances. And that's, and that's good for a QB too. But he, he wasn't good enough to the point that you can say he's definitely our week one starter. And that's why the Raiders have to draft the quarterback this offseason. And I echo and paraphrase the words of Antonio Pierce, who just a week and a half ago said, yeah, we don't, we, we started Aiden O'Connell. He gives us the best chance to win. 
but we don't expect Aiden O'Connell to win games for us. And I think that's the difference, right? Is that when you have a dynamic quarterback, when you have a, a quarterback like a CJ Stroud, um, those are the kind of quarterbacks that change the game. Because CJ Stroud, even in Houston, didn't have a great offensive line. Some receivers that developed and that were good picks. So you got to give credit to their front office. Um, so so it, it all depends, but he had different strengths. So you, you, it's hard to compare guys. And um, you got to compare Aiden O'Connell from where he was, how he, to your point, bounced back from difficult performances, and he did a good job there. All right. Uh, Anders, thank you so much for your call. Next, we get to um, Tarek, our good buddy Tarek, who is back in Chicago. He's no longer vacationing or traveling on business. Here he is. Good evening, Scott. Good evening, Mo. Tarek here checking in with you guys from the Windy City. Uh, nice win over the donkeys. It's a fantastic way to end the season. And you know what? batter up Mark Davis. Uh, time to step up to the plate and make a really difficult decision. Uh, I think uh, with Antonio Pierce finishing five in four, three straight division wins with a rookie quarterback and an interim offensive coordinator, uh, the fewest penalties in the entire league. I mean, when's the last time the Raiders could say that, if ever? And when you have guys like Max Crosby and Devontae Adams, two of your, you know, obviously your biggest leaders on the team, Max Crosby quoted as saying, you know, I've made the playoffs one time in five years. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of rebuilds. Devontae Adams endorsing the return of Antonio Pierce. Legendary greats like Jim Plunkett, Charles Woodson, Marcus Allen, all endorsing Antonio Pierce. The crowd chanting AP. I mean, it just makes sense. It seems like you have the right guy in the building moving forward, but I understand that Mark Davis is going to do his due diligence. I do think that when you consider that Mark Davis is still paying Gruden, Ziegler, and McDillweed. Uh, you have to consider those type of things. I think AP would certainly be more cost efficient because he's not going to command top dollar, top market money, considering he's never been a head coach at this level before. Um, you have to consider those type of things moving forward. I think um, uh, I've also heard that uh, if Jim Harbaugh does return to the NFL, He's possibly facing some sort of a suspension uh, due to the scandal at Michigan. Um, again, uh, Mark Davis, he's going to, uh, all eyes are watching at this point, curious what he's going to do. But it does appear that Antonio Pierce, uh, I think, is in the driver's seat to get to the position, to get the position. Um, I, I do concede that Harbaugh would also be a good, good addition to the, you know, as, as the head coach. But uh, if I had to choose between the two, it would be an absolute no-brainer, uh, considering what uh, Antonio has done regarding the culture and just the fever pitch of the fan base and the in the players, the momentum we had uh, going into this, you know, when when he did take over and how the season concluded. So, um, you know, the draft is going to be right around the corner. Free agency is going to be right around the corner. You, you got to get this right, Mark Davis. Do the right thing. Bring back AP. Um, tell me what you guys think at this point. Have a great rest of your week. Look forward to your next show. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. All right, there you go. Tarek in Chicago. Appreciate you calling in again, my friend. couple things I want to get to, Mo, and I know people won't like this, so I'm just going to say it up front. Okay. <laughs> couple things. The money thing. Well, he's already paying Gruden. He's paying that. I don't understand why people care about that. What? What? It's not against your salary cap. It's not. It, it doesn't matter. And by the way, who's gone cheap on coaches in the division? The Chargers. And how has it resulted for them? 
right? They've had a lot of talent. We were talking about this, you and I and Evan Grove from Just Pod Baby. We're talking about this by text just today. And they had talent there. Tom Telesco got fired too, but they had talent there, but they've never invested on a coach. Now so much so that they're saying, oh, well, we're now we're going to spend on a coach. So I don't think being cheaper is a good reason, with all due respect, Tarek, to select Antonio Pierce. I think that actually takes away from what he's been able to do. Number two, the suspension. Who cares? So let's say the NFL suspends him for four games. So what? He's still going to be coaching the team. He's going to be there for six years or whatever the thing is. And I'll remind you that, that Antonio Pierce resigned at Arizona State. That was the job he had right before he joined the Raiders because of NCA violations. He did not get suspended. He wasn't the head coach, of course. Herm Edwards was, and but he was the kind of he was identified as the guy who kind of ran the recruiting violations that occurred at ASU. He did not get suspended. So a lot of these guys who come from college, yes, they have things. I'm just not that if I, I, I would not be concerned about it because I don't think at the end of the day, even if something is proven, the NFL will go, the NFL will say they'll consider it. I just don't see them doing anything uh, unless there's some federal law broken and he's really just complicit in it. And it's just, crazy, then I could see the NFL doing it. So those two things, I just don't see as a negative per se. And then number three, Mo, and then I'll let you talk and I'll shut up. <laughs> number three is this idea of like, okay, so went five. And again, I'm not taking anything away from Antonio Pierce, but remember within that five and four record, you had a performance where you scored no points. You lost three to nothing. Not everything was rosy. Not everything was perfect. Not saying it should be. But I think people are romanticizing parts of it, and they're not looking at other parts of it as well. So I'm not saying that Antonio Pierce, because I've said, we said last segment, I'm on record as saying, if it's not Harbaugh, then I'm fine with Pierce being the coach. But let's be realistic. Let's be honest and say, if Antonio Pierce gets the job, he has challenges just like any other coach would. I'll take the first two of your points and go in a different direction. Not okay. to do, not, I don't disagree with you on either of your first two points. But what I will say, just generally speaking, Jordan Schultz was on the Bleacher Report Airways, and he said when it comes to Harbaugh, whether it's the Chargers or the Raiders, money's not an issue. Right. So money is a zero is not a factor here. Jordan Schultz has said that. Multiple other reporters and insights have said teams understand Harbaugh just winning a national championship is going to cost them top dollar. Mm -hmm. And they're willing to pay that top dollar to bring him in because he has a winning track record. So when it comes to winning, money is not a factor here. So I'll throw that out, the whole money issue. The second thing about the suspension, and I'll take a different road here too than you, slightly different road, is, yeah, so what? Okay, let's say Harbaugh suspended for six games. But you get, but, but let's say you get Harbaugh for five, as you said, for five, six years. I. I'll take the six-game suspension. He'll, again, he'll still be the head coach. He's still yeah. going to be putting together a staff to run his program while he's away from the team or can't coach a team on game day. So if it means a six-game suspension to get a team back to the playoffs, I'm willing to take that hit if the suspension comes. By the way, we don't even know if the NFL will suspend Jim Harbaugh. So that no. is basically on, you know, if might maybe uh, I'm I'm not gonna worry about the if might maybe if I'm getting Jim Harbaugh to coach my football team for the long term. The other right. thing about culture, and I understand I respect what Antonio Pierce did for the culture, and I and absolutely that that, that is a factor. That sure. is a major factor, and why he's a top candidate, and why I have him as the number two candidate behind Jim Harbaugh. But you know what trumps all of that? Winning. 
W. Because then when you win, that becomes your culture. And under Al Davis during his year, just win, baby, that was the culture. Winning. It's great to have all of that, you know, all the other support from the players. I get it. Max Crosby and Devontae Adams endorsing him. They turn, He turned the locker room around. So, of course, the yeah. players are going to endorse him. But if you're bringing in the Jim Harbaugh, who I said in the second segment, hasn't had a losing full season since 2008. And mind you, he hasn't taken a break from coaching. So this isn't like a John Gruden where he was out of coaching for eight, nine, ten years. <laughs> He's been coaching this whole time. Hasn't had a losing season since 2008. That's 16 years. He's turned around every program with the, with the exception of Stanford in one year. Took him two years at Stanford. So if you're telling me that I have to sign up for a, a four to six game suspension for a guy who has a proven track record of winning and over 70% win percentage in the pros in college, I'll take that. I'll take that over. And again, proven track record, proven winner. It's not about the big name for me. It's about the track record that Harbaugh brings if he comes into those Raider doors. Yes. And and that's the thing is that you look at it and, and people want to nitpick and go back and say, well, he didn't win this and he didn't win that. It's like, no, every every year, to your point, except for 2008, he's had a winning season. And that included taking over a Michigan program. Yes, it took him. It took him nine years to win a national championship. Oh, my gosh. Some people never win one, by the way. But he took him from one year that the, the, the program at Michigan was dead. Took it over. First year goes eight and five, goes to bowl game. Went to a bowl game every year except for the COVID year because they didn't have them. Uh, and and again, just continues to win. Has never has never lost more than four games, excuse me, five games in two, than 2017. That's the only year he was eight and five, still had a winning record. So, yes. And by the way, Tarek, I think Raider legends supporting, of course they're going to support the current coach. You think a Raider legend is going to come in there and say, hey, listen, I love Antonio, but man, they got to find a different coach. No. And I'm not saying they're lying. I'm just saying you're going to support who the coach is now until he's not the coach. Especially so, if he turned the team around. Exactly. So you feel good about him and you want him to do well. Uh, but, you know, you get these guys in a room and say, hey, the Raiders offered Jim Harbaugh. Would you be mad if Jim Harbaugh became the coach? You'd be no. Just ask Charles Woodson. <laughs> right? They they wouldn't right. be. But 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 your point is well taken. He's he's galvanized people together, and that is important. And it's huge. And that's why he, to me, is one A. If Jim Harbaugh doesn't take it, he's one A. He's he's the guy you go to and you give him the chance, take the risk, and you go. I'm totally fine with that. So Tarek, thank you so much for that. Just again, great calls, Mo, as always. On our mailbag, we we appreciate when people call in and 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 uh, give us an opportunity to talk to them and answer their questions and and espouse our own opinions, which we're pretty good at doing. I think, not that you agree I, with them all the time, but hey, I like the fact that we get the rational. I'm sure you probably get the voicemails and emails that we can't talk about, but um, I'm glad we we get a we get a dose of the rational fans that can can agree and disagree with us. Yes. And, and still love the show, even if they yeah. disagree with us. And those, I will say, those are those are the some of the most, you know, hardcore. Not I won't say hardcore, but loyal fans. The ones that will say, I I don't disagree. I don't. I disagree with their perspective here. Yeah. But I still love the show because that shows that okay, you we can respect each other. We can both look at a situation, have a different opinion, and still respect each other and move forward. Yes. And, and that's what I love about it. Again, I don't mind. I, look, I'm wrong all the time. I'm never 100%. Nobody ever is. We're not a big hot take show. 
So, uh, you know, I have some people, why don't you take a stance on that? It's like, well, because there's no stance. I'm just giving you the information <laughs> and giving you an informed opinion. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to think. Um, I'm going to tell you what I think. And Mo does the same thing. And it, you're right. Even people who and we've had, we have longtime listeners who I interacted with on X.com who, who disagree with me all the time. Um, it's the people who jump in and it's like, you're an idiot or, you know, make uh, uh, physical attribute content comments about me or you or whoever it is that made the point. It's like, okay, if that's your argument, have fun. <laughs> fun with it but but we we love we love doing it and and i'm I, I learn from people when i'm wrong sometimes i learn that i make comments about the turf at allegiance stadium <laughs> and people get really upset about it and you're like you're like wow that's incredible you guys are really defensive of the turf but i expect it raider nation is passionate they're they're the best fans there are so you get that all right mo we are getting out of here uh on this thursday um tell me what do you got coming up this week people need to watch out for I have an article, or I have a column out on Sports Night that matches general manager, general manager, and head coaching candidates together. So I'm not just mm. doing a top five head coaching candidates or a top five general manager candidates. I'm putting them together, matchmaking them, and saying, okay, Ooh. what's the best general manager head coach ticket for the Raiders? Similar to presidency and vice presidency. So just think of it that ah, way. Ah, look at that. Yeah, the matchmaker over here. Wow, yeah, that's what I do. I, I, I helped the guy, I helped the woman get engaged. Remember that three weeks ago <laughs> yes, or yes, two weeks ago? Yes. yes. Guy, guy proposed to his fiance. So I, I'm yeah. continuing that theme, matchmaking Mo. That's who I am. They're going to put you on. What's that? I forgot what channel that, that, that Indian matchmaker is on. And the other one is going to be, this going to be Mo the matchmaker. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to put together uh, single people in Raider nation. And put them uh, one, together. Quick, one quick short story. There's, there's a, there's a woman that I'm, uh, well acquainted with who, uh -oh. who got me involved in watching 90 day fiance. And, oh boy. And I tried, I've tried to, it's avoid a trap. It. I've tried to avoid, I trust me, Scott. I tried trap. to say, no, I'm not watching trap. 90 day fiance. I'm not going to do it. She got me to watch it. And I will say, Scott, it's very interesting. Oh my gosh. It's, it's very interesting. In, interpersonal dynamics are interesting. I, I get that. It's like human behavior. Like you're, cause I know you, Mo, I know how smart you are. And I know you're not watching it for the salacious piece of it. You're no. watching it because you're like, look at these people go. Like, look at look at what's going on here from a from a mind and a and a drama and a all that perspective. So I could see that. It's it's got the way some people think. Uh, it's it'll blows my it'll, mind. Bl it'll blow your mind, Scott. Oh yeah, we just talk about the coaching search, and you get that too. So we we know that pretty good. So, all right. Well, make sure you check out Mo's work up on Bleacher Report and follow him up on X.com at Mo Moton M O E M O T O N. Also, you can follow my work. I'll be working over the weekend. So with the wild card playoffs, check out SportsNot.com. I'll be doing some work up there, including a piece on the Miami Dolphins. What's going on with them? I know it's kind of crazy, but we'll continue to watch the Raiders coaching situation uh, for the most updates on that. We'll be back with you guys next week and we'll be, you know, we'll be a little more sporadic with content, but we'll drop stuff in. And um, I think as, as we move along, might even just jump in and do some lives here and there just for fun and see what everybody's up to. But we certainly appreciate you guys being with us. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. If you're listening to us on the radio in Las Vegas, thank you so much for doing that. And uh, we we will talk to you early next week. This has been Silver and Black Today. We thank our producer, Mike Robier. For Momotin, I am Scott Branson. We will talk to you next week, Raider Nation. Thanks for being with us. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.